Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. You know, at first, obviously a lot of people sent me the Bagel Boss guy Oh, of course, yeah. Again and again, because I'm supposed to be a representative of his, his class. Like, we are all representatives, I guess, of the same species, except he's not even five foot. Sure, sure. No, you so tower he's really over this guy. small. And of course, oh yeah, I would fucking wipe the fucking floor with him if I had to. You're referencing the the guy in the bagel store who was freaking out because girls don't like to date him because he's under five foot. Out of hey, nowhere, tell me, oh, you guys do the same little smirk. <laughs> you do all the same little smirk, and you laugh at me, and you put it in your, your Tinder accounts, saying six foot, but don't talk to me. And it's like, what am I gonna do? This little guy, this little tornado, right? <laughs> and so the first tall guy gets into his face. He's like, what are you gonna fucking do about it? You want to take it outside? Take it outside? That guy doesn't do it. And then finally, one big dude grabs him yeah. by the side of the fucking head and just mushes him. Right. Right. Mushes him hard, fucking sticks his face into the ground, which is the, he's like, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool, as his face is pressed into the linoleum of the Bagel Boss store. <laughs> but this is what I'm going to say as a short man. Number one. Okay. Women are beautiful creatures and need to be protected and need to be heralded. What does that have anything right? to do with anything? I think it's to understand that your height is not about your choice. Guess what? Okay. It's about your attitude and it's your strength. And it's about putting forward and it's being confident in yourself. I don't and think that for this. Fact, but he was not defending small, women. I'm, no, I am starting with defending women because that's where he was attacking. Because he was saying women don't like short men. Uh, I tell you what, if you got a tiny penis, you learn how to eat, fucking eat dead bush. And that's okay. what you do, and that's, what you, that's how you fix it. Boom, boom, done and done. But the next thing you got to do is, unfortunately, as a short man, if you do decide to physically engage, and this to me is policy, uh-huh. you have to go to jail. Well, you got to go crazy, right? I think that if I think that he went down like a bitch... And I think that if he was truly going to be a warrior uh-huh. of the short people, he would have had to have been carried out in anklets and bracelets by the police. And like those, like what they do with the dogs, like with sure. the, the, the long sticks with the lassos oh, on the end of it. Oh, he's going crazy. He's rabid. That is yeah. the only way. You spin, move, flipping chairs, punch yourself in the face. You go for eyes. You go for nuts. You need to be an unstoppable force uh-huh. then. 
Much so. yes, just like Nia Jax from the WWE. <laughs> All right, everyone, welcome to Side Stories. I am Ben Kissel with uh, with Henry Zabrowski. I know that yeah. you have found yourself a new idol with the bagel with no, the bagel fuck guy. That. No, 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 oh, he's not your idol. Not. No, you hate no, this he went man. down. He went. Yeah, that's absolutely. right. I, I forgot. Yeah, I, I already no. forgot. He disrespected women, which I absolutely fucking abhor, and he absolutely and he fucking was defeated. Immediately. He got defeated. So, but now, is he defeated because he has been doing the local news rounds? The man is, he has a Twitter now. He is yes. like the new, he is like, um, he's the Ken Bone of people who are screaming uh, in bagel restaurants. Yeah, he's a sad little, like, jerk off. This- he's like, he's went and he's trying to flip whatever it is. I get trying to get whatever buzz you have and, like, trying to flip it up into money. I understand Ugh. that there's a lot of people that show up. All these sharks show up and say, we got to get you merch. we you got to make you a personality. But all he is becoming is a deeper and deeper fodder for people's entertainment. He is becoming the little jester boy that oh. he thought everybody was already doing to him. Because you sent me that 10-minute diatribe that he went on, <laughs> yeah. which was very emotional. He and him sad. talking about, he is sad, he is racist, he is, and he is, got a, he's got fucking problems, dude. He he's got really problems. does. <laughs> and, and, uh, but then, uh, then another part of me feels, all of us ganging up and fucking making fun of his tiny little ass, all that does is show, it's, it's like what cult leaders do, where they create right. their own persecution, and then all of a sudden the persecution is real, then he feels validated. Where... Honestly, he needs a fucking hug and he needs to be he needs to be put away. He needs to go yes. upstate where he can run with dogs <laughs> and like that kind of work. He needs to go yes. to the Amish. Maybe that would be great. He needs to yes, he needs to get out of the city because obviously it's stressing him out. And I don't know what's going on. Henry and I were talking doing our pre-pro uh pre-production for the show. I guess technically that is what we do. Yes. Summertime, man. The summertime brings out everyone's crazy. There is some fucking... Something's in the air. Yes, it is that shit out there. It really is. I don't know what the hell is happening. All right, one story that I want to lead with was, I I mean, it's now been kind of heavily covered, and it was sent to me multiple, multiple ways, and this is the death of a, what is being called an e-girl, Bianca Devins. Oh, this story is so sad, yeah. She's listed as an Instagram quote-unquote influencer by all of these, like, big capital letter, all these big capital letter (sighs) M media companies that have no clue how the internet works. None. She had about 115,000 followers. She was found dead um, on uh, the early Sunday morning, July Mm. 14th, and it appears that she had her throat slit Mm. by a man named... Brandon Clark. So it's this fellow Brandon Clark who was hunting this woman down, stalking this woman. And I just want to clarify, and Henry wants uh, this clarification out there as well. Any media outlet that calls this man her boyfriend it needs to needs to go apologize away. immediately. Go away. They need to go you away. You haven't done your due diligence. You haven't done the smallest amount of research. This man was a horrible person. At no point was he dating Miss Evans. And I say that because people just want to be like, oh, it must have been a relationship spat. No, it was not. They, they don't know how to wrap their brains around what is now becoming a more and more complicated world of internet relationships. And what right, does it mean right. that if you are not just a human, but you are also a performer slash entertainer slash, 
I guess the term would be personality on right, the internet, right. and then your the people that you either consider fans or friends mm-hmm. or family or the both, and how all of these lines are getting crossed all the time. Right. The reason why we're talking about the story is because Bianca Devins was murdered, and then pictures of her mm. dead corpse were put up on Instagram by Brandon Clark. It was put up on his account and Insta stories, including several pictures of him uh, driving around. I believe though, though I believe it said um, on my way to hell. I thought it said yes. Uh, here comes hell. Here it's comes redemption, hell. right? And then he changed his Instagram uh, bio to ten oh six nineteen ninety seven to seven fourteen nineteen because then he attempted suicide and was captured by the police. Right, and he wasn't just captured by the police. And you know, I, this man. So after he just cuts this poor girl's throat, so sad. He calls the police while he is quote unquote going to commit suicide in an attempt to obviously have the police stop him from committing suicide. And I, we just want to talk a little bit about, from the outside, you're like, what the flying fuck? Like, what is going on within this within these communities? There's a thing called orbiting, which is something that he was getting upset with, that more people were starting to orbit uh, Miss Devin's Instagram account, which basically just means interact with her online. And so he said, uh, when slicing, when posting a picture of her, uh, of her corpse, basically this was a this was uh, telling everyone who was orbiting her that hey, you know what, no more, you're not going to be orbiting her anymore because well, I have just actual, murdered her. The actual quote is, "Sorry, fuckers, you're going to have to find someone else to orbit." Ugh. Now the way that the night broke down is that uh, we're not really entirely sure. We believe that right. they were talking over Discord. Um, they knew each other in real life. Brandon Clark had become sort of a friend, seemed to be a family friend. That is one. I, it seems to be the most uh, legit theory and small, and, they, and, and at best, small f friend. Like maybe someone yes. who just started to kind of hang around. You're like, okay. An acquaintance, because yes. then what I did was that I went to 4chan. What the one, uh, the dazeddigital.com mm-hmm. has a really good breakdown of the story, and then I went to 4chan and started looking up itself. I ended, I ended up seeing the pictures, which are horrible, but uh. then I saw a series of texts which were. He was hounding her, apparently after hanging out a couple of times playing video games. They had met in about May of 2019. Okay. They played video games. He thought that he was a lot closer to her than she was to him. Right. So they started the sense of this this relationship based upon bitterness for him towards her. Mm. But on some in some way, shape, or form, Bianca somehow got Brandon Clark to pick her up and drive her to a concert with another man. That man, it seems to be, and Devins were actually either starting to date or flirt. And somewhere in that time period, at after the concert, he murdered her and then put up all these videos. Now, there's all, that is that is really as far as we know. But in terms of like what happened, what happened. But I think this story is a deeper. There's a deeper level, right? About the. The lack of understanding that the some of our older generations, including our generation as well, of course, and people people within the media and how they report upon stories like this, absolutely, where especially with the, the these tenuous relationships that are built up online that are built in a sort of a fantasy world, and it reminds me of what we just watched. I just watched the documentaries on Michelle Carter. Right, uh, I love you now. Die, Michelle Carter. If you don't know, essentially they they, they got her. They convicted her of manslaughter. 
manslaughter for texting. Where she well, that was the one uh, where she texted her boyfriend who was in the Conrad car. Conrad Roy III. back in the car, and we've covered that, yeah. Yes, we've covered that. But now this new documentary has come out to show sort of more like a kinder, gentler view upon Michelle Carter. And one of the big things that they say in the documentary is this whole thing called involuntary intoxication, where they were on Prozac too early, and they blame it all. Like, this one doctor, this Dr. Peter Bregan, blames it all on Prozac, given to her as a preteen. And then he says that that allowed her to put together these sort of, even though it was a gigantic series of plans she put in place to have Conrad Roy commit suicide to help bump her relationships with a bunch of girls who fucking ghosted her. Right. Essentially a thing to like launch her into high school with more emotional clout. And of course, you know, the overprescription of children is a real thing. I don't sure. give that much uh, credence. So obviously, yeah, the Michelle Carter thing, we're going to talk. I haven't seen that doc yet, but as soon as I do, uh, Henry and I will have a, a longer conversation about that for sure. But a part of this is this concept of she had like it's it's about the reporting of the the way the the big media looks at the internet, they still right. view it as this like place for children, and that it's all these kind of pedantic little relationships running around. But we can see how like these are the types of things where it's like they don't even know we're hearing conflicting accounts on how many fucking followers that she has. Yeah, Bianca Devins. Yeah, yeah, where we're saying like you know one source is saying twenty five hundred had shot up to eighty thousand on Discord, and other people are saying like I saw on Instagram this morning and I looked her up that it said one hundred and fifteen thousand. But the way they're reporting it is, again, saying these, like, facts where none of them know. None of them know. What's so hard to tell when it comes to Instagram, and if you want to call if you want to, like, figure out what her clout was, it is very possible she started out with just 2,500, which I would say does not make her an influencer. So that's already the media reporting getting totally that, that, getting that uh, totally wrong. And it is possible. Did you see how they finally put it up, like, what they've now said? I forgot. It was a researcher said. 30,000 followers on any platform makes you a celebrity. <laughs> I do not. That is it. Is I that don't weird? know if that's true. That's what um, they say. Because we all have more than that, and we're not celebrities. So I pay for shit all the time. Yes, I just, yeah. no one has ever taken a picture of me when I'm walking out of a Walgreens being like, Ben Kissel, he's just like us. He buys beer by the 18 packs. What are you talking about? Our publicist got us into the Whittier Collective. <laughs> Oh, the best money we've ever spent. We're in a whole. We're in the Whittier Daily News. So if you're in Whittier, uh, I think Louis- it's California. California, <laughs> uh, make sure to check us out in the Whittier Daily News. Thank you, publicist. You've nailed it once again. <laughs> but yes, but with uh, with Bianca Devin's account, and this is a fun, uh, not a fun conversation, an interesting conversation. Um, so let's just say she started out at, let's just say 2,500. And now the last time you checked, Henry, it was 115,000. Yes. Many of those, without a doubt, regardless if it's as many as that, but many of those came post-mortem. And what does that say? Like, what if you are on Instagram, you're like, this woman was just murdered by a freaking maniac. Why would you follow her now? Like, what would, well, like, what, what are the new posts that are going, another- going, and not to be pedantic about this, but like, literally, why would you follow her now? In another turn of events that shows that pop culture as subconsciously is affecting society is that this is fucking anime to a T. This is an anime fucking movie where she dies and right. then they all latch on as martyrs to it. Which uh, a part right. of it I think is I think it's very interesting because it is 
very public, flagrant mourning of this person that you don't know, right? Which is very common in the world of celebrities, right? And, and quote unquote, like we're going to say real famous people, right? Like sure. that, that concept, like movie stars, rock and roll people, like hip hop guys. Right. But something like her shows that in these little microcosms in this small world within the infinite universe that is the internet can amass the same type of following. She had a micro, almost cult, I'd say I'd say that around here. That's what the orbiters really are. Right. They are this concept of, you know, essentially in a sub relationship to her, where they say, "Well, whatever you want, we'll do. We worship you. Comment nice on all our pictures. Say thank you." But do all I don't kind know. Shit. But they were. Where, I don't think that she was court. I mean, I, I never really looked at her Instagram, but it doesn't seem like as if she was courting nonstop, uh, no. you know, attention and things like. She was just well, being a seventeen-year-old girl. But your 17-year-old girl who is also an Instagram influencer that wants to do these things. So that is kind of that you do have a lot of audience interaction. Well, we call it audience interaction, right? That's kind of I mean, she was basically working it as much as she could, but in a professional way. And that's where Brandon Clark said that he was different. And then if you read his right. texts, where it's, I end up finding his texts, these long breakdowns, because that's the other thing, too, because they want to now, the other big headline, right, that the internet loves is the incel kills model. Right. Model, right, where Disgusting, they're saying that yeah. he was an incel. Which is a like thing where you look at it and being like, I wouldn't even go far. I'm, not, I'm actually now getting past the point where I hate the term fucking incel. I think even that term is giving them too much credit. It's labeling them as something as that then once you create the label, group, yeah. they can fucking adhere to the label and then it's almost, it becomes inverse pride. Right, for absolutely. For the fucking bullshit. So now he can proudly say I'm an incel because, yeah, fuck all these bitches. And then right. what, what you're actually saying is that he's just a, he's just a mouth-breathing loser and, and that did the thing that we always right. talk about where he he may instead of changing his life or putting himself out there he committed total destruction Absolutely. and now he one side you have Bianca on one side he's becoming a martyr for literally the for Instagram and internet culture and then Brandon Clark, that if he had died, and if he didn't do it in the fucking dumb shittest way, where he fucking cut his throat and then wrote ashes to ashes in a picture. Called right, the police where he, during, yeah. Yeah, all that kind of shit, where it's like, then he becomes a martyr for the incel movement. Right, and you know, just to clarify, uh, again, the fact that this girl was on Instagram and doing what every, every... Or millions upon millions of young people are doing, and because this is where the mainstream media really got it wrong as well, where people can be like, well, she was posting pictures on Instagram. What did she expect to happen? It's it's the 2.0 of like, why was her shirt, uh, why it, was her skirt so short? Why was she out exactly so late? That. It's it's 2.0, that kind of Neanderthalic thinking. So they we do, don't understand. They don't right. understand that it is actually becoming, and this is also a struggle, maybe even for our generation generation too is that that shit is now it is legit it's normal like it is now normal yeah it is baked into a teenager's experience and there are people that do you know like on here it's like if you look at her official account now it's up to one hundred and twenty-three thousand. right it, this shit is like it was faux real for them absolutely like, the same thing with michelle michelle carter and conrad roy the holographic 
almost <clears throat> psychic nature of the internet relationship is interesting because it all happens in fantasy. Right. It all happens outside of your physical reality. It's happening in your hands and in your mind, and you create this other world fantasy kind of like second life mm. where you're living in, and then when you are young, you don't know the differences between the fantasy and the reality. Absolutely. And then it's so much easier to spin into these types of dangerous situations when you're not in front of the fucking person. Absolutely. And that's why oftentimes you'll see people recording horrendous acts or horrendous accidents, for example, here in the subways. Uh, it happens on a regular basis. Someone will slip onto the tracks as opposed to helping. Someone will take out their camera and start filming. I think that is because mentally their body is just like, I don't want to be I don't want to be here. I have to have something that disconnects me from this reality. This phone does exactly uh, that. So, yeah, this story... And again, because let's just say again, she only had 2,500 Instagram followers, but in the minds of these children, that is the world. And it's, I mean, it's huge. It's hard to it remember. Is it is huge. And it's hard to it's remember. It's 2,500 people. Yes. When you come from a, well, like, let's say you you live in Indiana, you do doing stuff, you come from a school of 600 people. Sure. Right? You come from this, right. like, that's where I was in Florida. And my, uh, my high school had 600 people in Florida. Right. So you got. Four, you're the most popular person in four of your high schools. Absolutely. To one, to one cell within that world. And just remember, you know, because obviously we're getting up there in age, July 21st, I'll be 38 years old. Yeah. Um, but you just remember how serious high school was for a second. Just remember how it was like, this is your world. This is everything. Now you blow that out and make it a global, so you have the same mind, and now it's a global uh, world that you're living in as opposed to just the halls of your high school. I the the kids kids today I do understand not not excusing anything whatsoever. This Brandon Clark guy also he was 21 years old. He's not He's even a fucking a, shithead. Yeah. But you yeah. know kids today are dealing with a lot of um they're, they're, like, the exposure to the world at such a young age is extremely dangerous, and I, I, I don't even understand how a lot of these children are being able to navigate it because it's hard growing say, up and your brain is still forming, and then all of a sudden you're being judged by the globe. It is uh, very difficult there for kids, but you know what? I, I honestly think that this next generation is smarter than us. I agree. I think that big part of it is that they, they are living at an accelerated pace, but I think they're the ones that will actually accurately take us to the future if they're allowed to live. Yes, I agree. Uh, if they can make it. I think that they are now going to be a part of this is this is now reality. I think that's a part of it too, especially with big media. Especially what we deal with all the time. As people that make their living off the internet, the even the the echelons of media and the echelons of show business, the internet is still viewed as like small beans right. because they don't want to acknowledge how like, no dude, you guys all want to say that this is some Al Gore fad still. Like, you still <laughs> want to believe that it's just Al Gore talking about tubes and that the only right. real thing is the New York Times. And it's like, no, motherfucker. It's everywhere else. It it's is. also And so these types of things are real. And I think a part of it is that maybe it would help for parents to understand, I don't know, to have more candid conversations with their kids about these online relationships. Well, and my understanding and, is the, the, the parents that we speak to, it does seem like they are. Um, yes. Thank God, because, yeah. I anyway. don't fucking know. I don't know. I'm sure. I yes. keep, I'm not giving Wendy a phone. Don't give Wendy don't a phone. I'm not giving she Puppet wants a phone. It. Yeah, I, know I see her scratching at the phone, and I know she wants it, and I yep. know she wants to be an Instagram girl, but I'm telling her she doesn't understand <laughs> the baggage that's coming from, and she just goes, arr, arr, arr. Mm -hmm. and it's like, no, Wendy, no. 
No. Yeah. We'll see you on your birthday. You think okay, it's... Okay, but no. Oh, really? Well, we'll see you on her birthday. Well, okay. I, mean, I might get her a phone with no internet on it, so she can just <laughs> paw at it. All right. So we'll uh, we'll continue to follow that story. Um, and, of course, Bianca Devins, uh, R.I.P., absolutely horrible. Can't even imagine what her family's going through right now. Be careful online. Also, just a little PSA, the people that you meet online oftentimes are not what they appear to be, but I think- You gotta meet them. You gotta- You stick that meeting. You stick that meeting. You literally (laughs) do the thing where you say, like, no, we're not gonna talk anymore unless we meet. And you meet with people. With people, You bring other friends. You you meet in a public space and you do the thing because I, you know, because Amber Nelson was talking about this a little bit, and I think that's actually true. You gotta know what somebody smells like. Oh, very good point. Amber Nelson, of course, listen to her on The Brighter Side. All right. Well, we will continue to follow that case. Just a quick update on one of the most disgusting stories that we have ever covered. Um, This is involving a woman, Cindy Hendy. Now, how do you know that name? Well, she is the disgusting girlfriend of David Parker Ray. Uh, Yeah, back in the day, man. uh, So Elephant Butte, this this is actually a public service announcement or public warning. Elephant Butte, New Mexico. Cindy Hendy, of course, for those that don't know, uh, the toy box killer, absolutely horrible. Kept women tied up, raped them, uh, murdered them. He used to play audio tapes. As a matter of fact, Jigsaw from Saw is sort of predicated or based on uh, what that case was about. So it's totally disgusting. But she has now just been released from prison. She has been paroled. And people in the community, according to um, this article, such as Sheila Walker, she says, unbelievable. It's just crazy. According to Larry Fisher, he says, we were shocked. And of course, this woman was not just his girlfriend. She was an active participant. She was complicit. She helped kidnap these girls. Uh, she did everything that he did. Uh, so anyway, the, she is out on the streets. Cindy Hendy, Elephant Butte, New Mexico. Be careful. If you see her, go the other way. Man, she got. do, do we have pictures of her? We need to put them out. Yes, there, is, there are pictures of her. You but can why, find, do you, we know why did she get released? So, okay, so this is a, according to Hendy. She was asked by a reporter, she was asked by a reporter, were you involved in any way? And this is what she had to say. She said, no. Kind of. No kind of. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, she later pleaded she later pleaded guilty to charges of kidnapping and criminal sexual penetration. So how the hell did she get oh. out? She's only fifty-nine years old. She's scheduled to be released from prison July fifteenth of this year, two thousand nineteen, about twenty years into her thirty-six year sentence. So according to Darren White, he's the former Department of Public Safety Secretary. Uh, He says, I wish she would spend the rest of her life in prison, but she is not going to because Hendy's plea deal came three months before a new law required violent criminal offenders. This was the plea deal that she had in 2002. It came three months before a new law required violent criminals to serve at least 85% of their sentence. That's why with good time, she only had to serve about half of her sentence. So this is disgusting. She should stay behind bars. And you know me, I'm like, if you were there for a drug crime, get out. I totally believe in rehabilitation. But the toy box killer, it's such a gross story. It's so sad and so disgusting. This woman just doesn't need to be on the street. She's only 59. She has a potential of living 40 more years. It's very interesting how like Mark David Chapman can't get out of jail. Right. right. And he killed one guy. I mean, I know it was a big deal. It was a big obviously. guy. It was a big guy. It was a big deal. But I mean, in terms of like danger to society, I would grant 
that Mark David Chapman is no longer a danger to society. Very possible. I think that if you put him in a fucking halfway home and you Thorazined him up and he sat in a fucking place or you chip him back to Hawaii. Right. Pro- I, this is obviously, as, as Henry Zabrowski, expert on human behavior, <laughs> um, I believe that he'd probably have what? I'm going to straight up put 30% chance of getting back oh, to criminal behavior. I, no, I don't think that he would. I think he would Unless just Unless he finds out. the sauce again. If he finds the sauce again, then he he might. Well, he yes. goes off his meds. No He goes need. off his meds and he, and he hits the sauce, he might. But this chick I don't needs know. to be in fucking jail. It's disgusting what they did. That whole case is disgusting. I'm sure most of our listeners are at the very least familiar. Uh, there's a lot of people still in prison again that are there for low-level drug offenses. Marijuana! And, uh, They're still in there for I fucking weed! I'm not sure if Cindy Handy needs to be getting out. I would say not because public safety matters and uh, and that is why I believe the, sa- the public is safer when she is in prison. That's all it's I'll say about, about that. It's also we talk a fucking big game about punishing our criminals and doing all this shit. And then we let these people out like of all of the people in the world we're going to let out. We're going to let out somebody like this with a fucking series of some of the most brutal sexual crimes in the United States history. God. Um, Well, you know. Well, hey, I guess good for her. I hope to see her on The View. Oh, my God. She will be on The View. Her and Joy Behar are going to be talking about. Once she, Joy she's gonna leaves. Wear, she's going to wear her RGB shirt. Cindy Handy's oh, going to wear her RGB shirt. Gonna, I can't wait. Oh, and my God. It's all going to work out Resistance. Great. This Absolutely. is a part of the hashtag resistance, so I'm glad that she made it. And speaking of people who should never be on the streets again because they are a danger to society, just a quick update on Jeffrey Epstein. Number one, absolutely, these were young girls uh, that he sexually abused, raped, uh, and the way that the media and the way that his defense team is trying to call them prostitutes is disgusting. They were hunted. And for more on that, listen to Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. We do yes. a deeper dive. Um, but recently we have also found out that Jeffrey Jeffrey Epstein is looking to get bail, and I don't oh, He's gone. He's I, gone. If he gets bail, he will be gone, because he literally he's said, gone. he said, don't worry about it, Judge. I'm going to hire my own armed guards to make sure I stay in my $77 million mansion. He said he's going to ground his airplane, not, not use his helicopter, uh, which I believe still means he has like eight speedboats and a bat cave somewhere. So Honestly, <laughs> he's, he's, a, gone. he's gone. He's going to be Gone. Gone. The second that he has bail. And they're going to give it to him. And he's going to be gone. Maybe. I I don't think he's going to see a day of jail time. I think that that he is so well connected. I think we're really looking at the fucking Illuminati here. I think we're really looking at it. I think that this is a, this is the, the story. And he either fucked up somebody's money and that's the reason why they flipped him. Or this is just, this is straight up the FBI mad at Trump. It could be (laughs) anything. I, I wonder if it's like that shit where they are, all of this is personal grievances, but he is fucking going nowhere. He is not going to see a day in jail. I, I can't imagine it. I can't I imagine that, him going I hope free. that he does, and I hope the, fi- I mean, the, the trial getting, yeah. is fair. We shall see, but that's the latest news, and I'll cover that politically. On Abling and Stop At, I don't think he deserves bail because seems a bit of a flight risk to me. We already let him out. Yes, exactly. We already let him out but and let him do it again. Henry, this time he did say he wasn't going to flee. Oh, he did say right. that. He's like, I'm not going to. And so it's like, can we take him at his word? I mean, I think we have to. You know, he's a billionaire, right? Why can't I trust 
Why can't I just uh-huh. let people in? I need to let Epstein in. Uh-huh. I told him I wasn't available for those parties, oh no matter my. how good I can swish. And yeah, maybe it cost me a couple of sitcoms, but I tell you what, I'm I'm ready to do it again. You would have been great, buddy. Um, Man, how good I would have been at my very reluctant hand jobs. Uh-huh. Well, you know what? That's uh, That's how many an actor created got a career that way, buddy. But you know what? You're a podcast star now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All God. right. Live from your grave. Live from your grave. Now, according to Gizmodo, and seems to be because of a book that came out in May, Pentagon ordered to tell Congress if it weaponized ticks and released them into the public. Hold on a second. Is this like, are we reading like the Gotham Daily News? What is going on here? We've talked about this vaguely over the years, right? But this is another fucking conspiracy theory that is coming true, which is some members of the United States House are concerned the Pentagon may have unleashed disease-infected ticks that cause the spread of Lyme disease. What? They think Roll Call reports that on July 11th, the House stealthily decided via voice vote, which I don't understand any of how the fucking little Civ 5 rules that our U.S. government has. They say, yay! Nay. Yay. Nay. <laughs> yes. Vote to support an amendment to the 2020 Defense Authorization Bill that would require the Department of Justice to look into weaponized ticks. According to the Congress-focused newspaper, New Jersey Republican Rep. Christopher Smith wrote the amendment, which demands the Inspector General shall conduct a review of whether the Department of Defense experimented with ticks and other insects regarding use as a biological weapon between the years of 1950 and 1975. That is absolutely, but like, okay, just, that is serious, great accent, but that is seriously, just hear that again. They want to know if the Department of, if the Department of Defense used ticks as a biological weapon for 25 years. In a 20, that is like the craziest thing I have ever heard in my entire life. And this is actually happening now in the United States Congress. Yes, it is. Uh, the, the, a lot of this is coming to light because of a book that was okay. written um, by called "Bitten: The Secret History of Lyme Disease and Biological Weapons." Wow! It's uh, the author is Chris Newby. So they, she worked really hard. I watched an interview with her where she worked very hard to say that the uh, evidence was as locked in as humanly possible. But a review by Outside Magazine. Uh, says the book rests on shaky ground. It Uh-oh. presents a lot of evidence, but no smoking gun proving connection between government biowarfare research and the Lyme disease outbreak. G- good cover. <laughs> well, Great it's work. interesting. No, so. it didn't. That's all they're saying. It's literally going like, no. No. Which I, which I understand why you're saying that. You're being paid to say that. But I will say it seems very interesting, and it's also exactly what they do. All they right. literally have been used. They, they were interested in biological weapons for so long. You really don't think they didn't try a couple of things? Hey, man, I think that they certainly have the cash to do it. Uh, so the amendment reportedly insists the inspector general must present Congress with information on the scope of the research, including quote whether any ticks or insects used in such experiments were released outside of any laboratory by accident. Or experiment design. So it is possible, I suppose, that a janitor is just cleaning up, cleaning up, cleaning up, being like, huh, 
what's this jar of ticks? I better throw this outside in the back, you know, because... I must free my fellow prisoners. (laughs) Freedom for you ticks, freedom. I've seen a Pixar film. Oh, have you seen ants? I love ants. All they needed was a hero. They did, and those wasps were mean, or whatever. They they were mean. They were mean. Was that the one with Woody Allen? No, I'm not sure. Was Woody Allen in Ants? He was in one of them, and Seinfeld was in the B movie. I remember I that. Think Woody Allen was in Ants. Huh. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, speaking of weaponized <laughs> bugs, so so according you're to lucky Smith- because if it really was, but I'll say you what if Woody if Woody Allen had written it, it would have been called Nieces. <laughs> And technically, we're professionals at this, folks. Um, wow. Really powerful humor. Really powerful. <laughs> but honestly, that's you're taking down, you're aiming high. Punching you're take, up. Punching up, and you're taking them down. Um, so Smith's to- Smith told Roll Call, we need answers, and we need them now. So we are going to continue to follow this story because this is the first I've ever heard of it. And again, the name of the book is Bitten, written by Chris Newby. And perhaps we could try to reach out to him, Henry, for our uh, Patreon interview It's series. a lady. Oh, perhaps we could, we could try to reach out to her for our, for our Patreon interview series because that is... Just when you think you heard it all, uh, then I, all of a sudden the government's been using ticks to spread Lyme's disease. Horrible. It's just such a scattershot way of doing it. Though. It really is insane. It totally, you know, like because it's just such a like that's thrown up. Like ticks are small. Yes, you know they're real small, Ugh. and Lyme disease just kind of sucks, right? Yeah, I think it makes you real tired. It sucks. I think yes, I think the official diagnosis, and I'm not even being. I think it just sucks. My buddy Let had it. Let me see what this is. Just I want to see what. You're tired. You're moody. You're in pain. It sucks. Uh, they say that early stage Lyme disease can be, okay, you can get it with treatment. You can fix it sorta, or at least you can deal with it. Right. Early symptoms, later symptoms, days to month, headaches, neck stiffness, additional rashes, Ugh. facial palsy. Oh, God. Changes in mood or sleep habits. Do I have this? Inflammation of the brain and spinal cord. It sucks. That sounds good. Yeah. Again, the official diagnosis is it sucks. That is the worst. Um, All right. Well, so we're going to keep on following that story. Hopefully talk to the author um, because that is pretty crazy stuff. This is crazy stuff. And also, I want to say to the people that will be eventually attempting to storm Area 51, I saw some footage (laughs) of what they do to people that try to break those. those And I was speaking with John Tenney, who is an occult researcher and Uh expert. And he went himself and was picked, uh, scooped up in the 90s. He went to Area 51. He was scooped up. He was deloused. They stripped him. They strip searched him. They tore Potter's entire car. They kept him for an entire day. Oh, my god. And goodness. then they released him, saying, like, you're lucky we didn't fucking really do what we need to do. Oh, so, be uh, careful. I saw use of the sound cannons. You don't want to deal with the sound cannons, guys. No. I mean, I might just go for observational purposes. Like, this is like your Hunter S. Thompson. This is your, like, you're going like to wear a little, to. A, a little uh, cap with a little green visor and just document. I don't document. think I can get away with not. I don't think, I think I have to go. I think I'm duty bound. Hey, buddy, it's a beautiful place. I love Nevada. I love Las Vegas. I love, uh, you got to get You out like there. Las Vegas. I know. I love, but that's, that's in Nevada, so there that's you a go. Or Nevada, between, however you want to say it. You're, it's a very large difference between like I love turquoise and I love the plight of the Native American. To <laughs> I love 
Vegas! (laughs) And of course, I don't love the plight of the Native American. We need to respect our Native Americans even more. We don't talk about about them enough in this country. And that's the problem with Hollyweird. They had a run because of Marlon Brando. We had a run in Hollywood where they're like, yes. this is today's just, thing. And then all of a sudden. It's just Italians. It's Italians and Greek guys all playing Native Americans. Yes. No, we, they, they obviously need higher visibility, which is a part they of the do. reason why they, they are dying out. Is because we have put, pushed them into a corner so we can forget about them, and we, which is unfortunate because I don't agree with it. We ruined I'd say that brave. Absolutely, It is brave, and you're damn right about that. Um, all right. Well, let's see. I guess we we are. All, I think it's time for Hero of the Week. We have so many great stories, but we have a lot of great stories. We have this one story, which is just. I mean, it is as simple as from the BBC News. A man and a, a man says she is scared to go out after enduring a terrifying encounter with a man wearing a gimp suit in a dark village lane. They took this picture of this dude in a full on fucking gimp suit. It is scary. They advanced towards her, grunting and breathing heavily. I think it's got to do with the suit. Yeah. Um, but he was walking after. It is difficult. She said the victim in her 20s had the experience had hugely affected her. I understand. It's very, very scary. It's very, very scary. It is. She was like, I would never forgive myself if this happened to someone else. And I hadn't said anything. Describing the events that happened on her evening walk, she said she had her camera app open after spotting something on the side of the street. This is scary. It's in full fucking. It it's is him scary. And blur coming towards her. It's like he kept coming towards me, and he was touching his groin, grunting and breathing heavy. As I tried to take a step back, he was right in front of my face, and he put his leg forward. I was just trying to assess the situation in my head quickly. Everything was running through my head. I thought, this is it. I'm going to get attacked. I was looking, thinking, oh, my God. The woman who did not wish to be named remembers pushing and screaming at the man, and then she ran away from him. Right. So I will say, she was inherent. It looks like he's just trying to, he's getting off of scaring people. Ugh. But this does hearken me back to the more innocent days of the internet when the clowns, people I, in the, cra- the clown, the creepy clown costumes were harassing people, and I miss those days. I remember cl- uh, creepy clowns. What a nice time that was when the only thing we had to be scared of was creepy clowns. But obviously this man is doing more than just standing there. He is hunting this woman. The cops did try to find him. They used a helicopter and a sniff dog, but they couldn't find the guy. So I uh, mean, it's... I, uh, not sniffing for fucking leather. I guess they have to not. find the one kink officer. That's there has right. to be a kink officer, like somebody on there who's just been like, "Here's our, I'll show you, boy." And like he's he's dressed in a gimp suit mm-hmm. to teach all the canine units how to recognize men in gimp suits. Absolutely, or at least that's what he's saying as the reason for his OT. And of course, if you are into that culture, uh, we don't like these people around here who are making you look bad. So you got to be on the front lines and say. You want to do your gimp stuff? That's wonderful. Keep it uh, in a safe, consensual area. Now you can't yep. go hunting down people on the streets. You can't like even guy. it's even though it's fun. I know it's. I fun. don't think it's fun. I it, I know that it's fun to scare people. It is very fun oh, to, to scare, scare people. people yes. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I would do the same thing. I wouldn't be grabbing at my crotch and grunting, but maybe I would. But I would not touch. I would never touch. Well, I'm maybe really touching. If you want to do that, then you got to get a job in a haunted house. And then you, you can do. then you can scare anyone you want. Well, and you then know you can scare and including your family. Yes, absolutely. Anyone who comes into the haunted house, or uh, in your home, or in your if your home is a haunted house. I don't even. It's not good to just go save. You don't don't just go home and scare Wendy tonight. She's already. I don't scared. want to scare Wendy. She's already scared. She gets scared by the earthquake, and she's still dealing with it. That's what how traumatized. I was. I was she's doing small. kind of fun with Katie uh, recording here earlier today, and you guys had another small earthquake today in Los Angeles. 
Mm-hmm. What the hell is going on? We're going to be in that area, by the way. Don't forget, Los Angeles, 20, July 21st. Can't wait. And San Diego. San Diego. On Friday. Get We're going to be tickets. there. We're going to be in San Diego. We're also going to be on the green on Adult Swim at, at Comic-Con on Friday night at 6 p.m. Not Friday. Yes. Friday night, 6 p.m. Saturday, we're at the Balbo Theater in San Diego. Come and get those tickets. But we're going to be around. Yeah. You're going to see. And unfortunately, we are the type of silhouette that is easily recognizable when we walk around. Absolutely. Because we got a big, we got a medium, we got a small. That's right. We're like, we're like every, we're like Different kinds of milkshakes. That's fine. Well, what, honestly. What flavor milkshake are you? Me? Bud Light. No, yeah, that's you're not a Bud a Light flavored milkshake. No, that's not a flavor of a milkshake. I want to be a mix. I want to be um, I want to be the chocolate and the vanilla. I lo- that's the best one to do. Oh, I love mix. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's very fun. Um, all yeah, right. I like, a, I like, you know what? I'm leaning more towards vanilla these days. You know what, though? I'm, I'm like one of these guys who I love the mint. Weird. I, I like the shamrock. No, it's not shake. weird. That is technically normal, but I don't like mint. I love the shamrock shake, and as soon as it comes, you do, out, I do. I love it. I've, it's like the only time I ever get a shake. You know, now we're an old, old no, no, aunt no. Corner, this is but- technically this is state fair talk. <laughs> I like. I my favorite thing is going all the way simple now to vanilla soft serve sprinkles. Wow, nuts. you are old. You're an yeah, old man. man. You don't come even dip it in me. butterscotch anymore? Come at me, Bagel Boss. Wow. Fucking come at me, I'll fucking kill you. I'll fucking shove it up your asshole. Wow, all right. Wow. Let's book the match. But I, but, uh, but I mean for peace. For peace. For, for, peace. Everyone, for everyone else, I mean for peace. All right, well, speaking of peace, let's do this week's Hero of the Week. Recordings of number stations. I love listening to them. It is it Okay, this week's Hero of the Week. Oh, man. I got to love this dude. He's an intoxicated Utah man. He called an Uber to rescue an injured baby bird. He is too (laughs) drunk to help. So this Uber driver was expecting just an ordinary pickup. Uh, The Uber driver's name is Christy Gunn. But upon arriving to the location, she realized it would not just be a regular drive. According to Gunn, she says, I got there and there's three or four guys standing out in the yard and they're holding beers. And I'm like, oh, no, these guys are going to get in my car and I hope they know they can't bring their beer. She goes on to say... As it turns out, they hadn't called the Uber for themselves, but for an injured baby lesser goldfinch that they had found struggling on the ground. Gun explained, what are they going to do with the fucking bird? No, because... So Gunn explained that the man, his name was Tim Crowley, ordered the ride, asked if asked her if she would be willing to take the tiny bird to the Wildlife Rehabilitation Center as they had all been drinking and couldn't drive. At first, Crowley thought at first uh, they thought it was a joke. Um, Crowley told the uh, local Fox affiliate, he says, at first it was a joke, like, hey, maybe we should just call an Uber. And then he goes on to say, then we were like, no, really, why not? We're paying them. So then <laughs> he just said, <laughs> it was incredible. 
So uh, he told Fox 13 that the first Uber they called canceled on them when they learned the passenger would be a bird. But Gunn <laughs> <think it's> just- <laughs> Gun said as long as they paid for the ride, she would happily do it. Uh, so she just she says, quote, just gave this little guy a ride from Sunset, first passenger I've ever had that chirps and doesn't talk. She told uh, the outlet it was his first Uber ride and probably his only Uber ride. It seems as if the bird is still alive today. Because of these drunk heroes. So there is you it, go. Is it still alive? <laughs> well, it's the yeah. only way that they're heroes is if it's still alive. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, yes, it, it is. It, it, is. It, is because, oh, it is. It is because there was a follow-up on social media by the Wildlife Rehabilitation Center of Northern Utah. It says, another first you will not believe. What do you do when you find a sick, injured, or orphaned wild animal? But you've had a few too many. This rescuer called an Uber, and the bird is still alive, and it's very cute, and they have raised $530 for it. That is incredible. So there you go, you drunk Utahians. You guys are all the heroes of the week. And so is the Uber driver for saying yes to this ride. It is nice. It's a very—that's maybe my favorite story I've ever heard, because honestly, Henry, that's us. It's me, you, Eddie— Marcus I mean, honestly, you could look at it and be like, we could just send a, send a Uber for him. Yeah, why don't you just do that? Yeah, I mean, pastor's pastor. What are you going to do? It's, so, it's a God-given right for this bird to take <laughs> It's a God-given right. Um, I, I love this. Um, I love it. Oh, yeah, great. Right. Good for them. Good for these heroes. Good a for A couple them. of letters I want to read um, that are very, very interesting. I have here from C, uh, and this is a letter about a ghost in her home. Ooh. Uh, she said, I have a very annoying ghost in my house. It's been going on for three years now, and it got so bad that we thought someone was living in our house without letting us know. What? Here's a bullet point list of some crap that has happened. Disclaimed, she said, I've been sober for all of this. Heavy jumping sounds coming from the attic. There's mm. nothing in the attic and no way someone can live up there, even though we thought that for a long time. The front door opening, closing without anyone seeing anyone, except for the one time we got in a ring camera, I'll try to find it, of a woman leaving but setting off sensors. I don't, I don't know what these are, but you can feel her touch you Whoa. while you sleep sometimes. One time I felt her touch my leg while I was sleeping and woke up with a scratch on my leg. She will take my mother's medicine bottles to the backyard and halfway bury them with the cap in the dirt. This has happened over 30 times, and I've padlocked it to where only I have a key, and it still keeps happening oh no my. pictures will hang on one of our walls every night the pictures we try to hang on that wall will just fall off my mother invited her priest over for whatever reason and he drove by the house and refused to go in because something is not right about it and quote the devil's in there maybe which uh, is maybe happened in paranormal activity yeah maybe the priest thought it was one of those chris hansen to catch a predator uh, setups so he's like, ha I'm on to you, Chris Hansen. Not today. Not today. Not today. And then she sent me video. She sent me video. Let me see. Let's take a look at this fucking thing right here. She sent me video. What she says is of the figure. And I'm watching this thing. It's going through. Open the door. Door is closed, right? I'm watching a closed door. It is, okay. it is a, what the fuck is that? They said, oh, wow, that's fucking creepy, dude. Nice. Whoa, that is a full-on, that is a fucking woman opening the door and closing it. Very cool. Whoa, that is scary as shit. 
Yeah, good dude. work, guys. Absolutely, that good is work, totally guys. creepy. That is awesome. honestly, it does nothing for you because you can't see it. Absolutely, so you don't know what I'm saying. Well, it's you just totally have to take creepy. it for granted that I think it's cool. I was also I want to say we've been getting so many good UFO videos. Keep sending them. Absolutely, I just recently saw one that was fucking another one that was fucking wackety schmackety from a PS who from uh who basically took this from. Tinkley Park, Illinois, that was some crazy fucking orbs, dude. I love this shit. Love it. Yes. Keep it's the on best sending, job in the fucking world, dude. Keep on sending those stories. Keep on sending those videos. Side stories, L-P-O-T-L, at gmail.com. Shoot, shoot us uh, those uh, videos you got. We can't wait to watch them. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's side stories. We can't, It's been a fun one. It's been a fun one, a gross one. As always, it's the world of true crime. A lot of nasty things happening out there. Be careful. Be safe. And honestly, protect yourself when it comes to these online predators, these people. Oftentimes, folks are not as they seem. So, I, well, don't, I'll tell you who's not, not an online predator. Who's that? Smoky, Smoky Hollow Company, this oh. candle company. We're Candle House. Do you notice we like candles? I, I, I? I love candles. I do as well. I love candles. He sent me an, I, a, a candle called Unidentified Flying Object in, in name of the Skinwalker series, a man named Paul Verdi from Smoky Hollow Company. And I want to say, it is an absolutely gorgeous nice. smelling candle. Thank you so much. And I also want to say thank you. To a special woman named Deborah. Now, since the revelations that I have problems with my downstairs. Yes, with your butthole, I, um, yeah. The uh, the flood, I'm going to say the term flood. Nice. Of uh, items and creams and panties and all the stuff that I've received both recommendations for and now physically at the office. Sure, sure. I just want to say thank you, but she sent me this stuff called... Buttonhole chamoy cream, <laughs> where you're supposed to put it on here. So how to apply? Take a generous mitten full of buttonhole chamoy cream, uh-huh. rubbing directly onto the chamoy, or as we prefer, directly on the perennial area, which is the taint. Oh, okay. I A K A what they say here the buttonhole. <laughs> um, now adjust the saturated chamoy so all parts are positioned correctly, creating a cycling nirvana and maximum comfort for any ride distance. Great. It is called buttonhole chamoy. It's Enzo's. Oh. He makes it for nice. And I am going to try okay. one of these. Ooh, it's, it's, it is medicated. You see how thick that cream is? Uh, it's very thick cream. This yes, is, indeed. I am going to try this on my fucking asshole. But what I will say is please stop sending me. Preparation H suppositories. How, how much Preparation H suppositories do you have now? I have received two boxes of them. Okay, well, that's good. You, you should I use them. I am going to use them. I'm going to use them. Okay. But I've, got, I've gotten enough. Okay. And now I think I'm at my peak because I still have to use them, and I have to use them in a way that my wife does not see because we have said time and time again we're trying to keep it romantic. Okay, buddy. Well, no way that's not going to work out. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. And yes, truly, thanks for all the wonderful gifts. And we can't wait to see everyone. When it comes to gifts, no need for to give us any gifts, though, during meet and greets. We love them, but don't feel any pressure to. We we are all No good. pressure. No pressure. We love it. Uh, we, we just, just love, love meeting meet. you. It means yeah, a lot. That's it. That's um, the whole point is the, is the little relationship we can have with you. That's, that's what matters the most. So, Lee... So live every day sure. like you're a freshly medicated buttonhole and you're <laughs> purpose secure no matter what traveling is going to come your way. Sure. 
I want to love, you got to love the way that woo you herbs love your perennial. Is, is that the, a, the way an ingredient they love in there? Or? The way maluluca oil uh. and camomelas oils treat your buttonhole. You got to love it. You got to love yourself like those chemicals. Love your butthole and laugh. <laughs> Laugh like you got a fun diaper on and everybody knows, but you pretend that they don't or you don't care because you're just so secure that you can fucking not fight your neighbors today about the fact that you're obviously wearing some form of athletic diaper. Right. The uh, buttonhole is a disgusting term. Uh, That's what I'm going to say on that. But you know what? Good, Henry. Take care of yourself. I haven't used it yet, so we're seeing what's going to do. I am concerned it's just going to stain my underwear and pants. <laughs> well, we we shall we shall see, and if it does, um, there'll be notable jokes about it. There so will be. That'll Won't be there. that'll be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? Um, all right, everyone, <laughs> have a wonderful time. We can't wait to see you very soon. Hail yourselves! Hail Satan! Magustalations! Hail me! Hail me! Be careful. Take care of yourselves. Take care of yourself, and take care of others if you can. If you can. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. It's the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs who are looking to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for a creative way to increase revenue and give your family and friends the holiday treats they deserve, then you need to get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. If I needed to give a class on digging holes, I'd do it. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand. Upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills. And tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or you can sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash left.